Welcome to Humidity Matters, a podcast created by and produced by Visala, the global leader in humidity measurement. The purpose of this podcast is to help you make a better measurement, by better meaning more accurate and more reliable. Because when you make a more accurate and more reliable measurement, you are more efficient and you enjoy higher quality output. Because remember, humidity measurement matters. I'm Bruce McDuffie at Visala. I'm your host, and I've been in the humidity measurement business for about 12 years. I've taught humidity seminars and webinars around the globe, helping folks just like you listening today to make a better humidity measurement. My co-host is Steve Santoro. Steve is a 35-year veteran of humidity measurement, and he has seen it all when it comes to measuring humidity, especially in challenging applications. Welcome, Steve. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here, Steve. Looking forward to you sharing your wisdom and experience. Yeah, in our world, we like to say, as many people do, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. And to us, the humidity is what matters most. There you go. That's what we're here to talk about. So folks, this is our pilot episode, and we're going to start off with the most basic question. What is humidity? So Steve, how would you define humidity? Uh, Well, there's a simple answer and then a pretty complicated uh, scientific answer. But if we think of uh, trying to keep it a little lighter and simpler, humidity, uh, generally a measurement of moisture uh, that's in the air. And the term that a lot of people might know even more so or hear about is relative humidity. And relative humidity would be um, how much moisture is in the air compared to how much moisture that the air can hold. And that's where the relative term would be coming from. So you mentioned this relative humidity term. So when I'm watching the weather report on the TV at night and the weather, the announcer says, um, or the forecaster, I don't know what you call him, but when he or she says, today we're going to see high humidity. Is that different from relative humidity or how do I reconcile those two things? I think uh, the, the term that they may use is humidity, just as people are more uh, aware of it, but it really is relative humidity that they're referencing. So the more humid that air is, the higher that relative humidity number. In a lot of cases, the, 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 the less amount of moisture the air can continue to hold. So that air is getting humid and in some cases can start to be uncomfortable. And on the other end is that humidity level drops. Uh, it tends to be a bit more comfortable in air. And if the humidity level is rising uh, pretty high to 100%, that's when when the air can no longer hold any water and you may start to see some sort of precipitation in the air. And that could be in the form of snow or rain or a variety of different uh, measurements of precipitation coming out of air. Okay, good. So bottom line, when the weather person says uh, high humidity, really they mean relative humidity. Okay, correct. Good. And let's take it back to the um, industrial measurement world, if you will. And why do we have to measure it? And why do we have to measure it in, and again, industrial, say, manufacturing facility? And why is it important? Sure. So again, with the amount of moisture that's in the air, uh, a lot of times it's about um, the product quality and measuring humidity where a product is either designed, manufactured, 
stored. Uh, some products can absorb moisture and affect the product quality, either in storage or in manufacturing. Um, and by measuring the amount of humidity in the air, uh, you can correlate in some cases how wet or dry a product would be. And also uh, from a quality control point of view, by controlling that humidity, have a consistent product being manufactured and also stored in a proper manner such that the product will last uh, for you uh, for its life. So certain main products that are manufactured are susceptible to changes in relative humidity and, and others aren't. And as we go back to the premise of our podcast that humidity matters, it can matter to somebody who manufactures a product and humidity depends on the, the quality depends on the humidity, relative humidity. They could lose a lot of money if they lose a batch of product, especially something like drug manufacturing. They could. So a lot of the, the drug manufacturing may be in the forms of powders. And when these powders are, are dried, uh, we want to make sure we have the right consistency so the, uh, the product can be manufactured and the pill or the product is uh, put into the right form. Uh, if it becomes uh, sometimes you know too humid, it becomes a problem with processing these powders. If it's too dry, in some of these cases, you may be wasting energy drying the product more than you need to. So in addition to product quality, uh, there can also be ways that you can uh, optimize uh, the, your process from a cost point of view. Uh, other examples that people might know of, uh, things like uh, wood drying. You know, you, uh, in the timber industry, when new trees are cut, a lot of moisture that is in the wood and that wood needs to be uh, dried down. So you might hear of things like kiln drying lumber. So the, the, the wood may go into uh, a large oven, big uh, facility. And by drying uh, the wood, you're really looking at the humidity in the air and the humidity in the air is trying to reach equilibrium with the moisture in the wood, uh, which is a more difficult measurement to make. Uh, but by measuring the humidity in the air, you can correlate to how dry that wood is going. So you can get to a level that you're comfortable with that meets your requirements, uh, but you could continue to overdry, which could either make the product more brittle or you've wasted energy drying it more than you needed to because you did reach your optimum condition. That's a great example to show that humidity does matter. And even for the normal person, the humidity matters because we could be uncomfortable either if the air is too humid we don't like it if the air is too dry we don't like it but yeah it, yeah go ahead no i was gonna say, it just didn't the general uh, outside of these industrial applications people may not even see things like walking in their home if the condition and the humidity is pretty dry that's when you might get a little shock from static electricity which is common when the the amount of moisture in the air gets too low and ag and humidification to air a lot of times can make people feel more comfortable. And again, on the other extreme, if it does get too high, uh, things like air conditioning, in addition to cooling the air, can also dehumidify or lower the amount of moisture in that air, making it more comfortable place to be. Got it. So how does, let's again, go back to an industrial manufacturing context. How does one measure humidity? How do we do it? Well, it's a measurement people have been trying to make for several hundred years, but it really only until 50 years ago this year, in fact, that the first solid state way to measure humidity uh, was invented. Uh, 
So the current technology, the de facto standard is a device called the capacitive polymer sensor. That's what we manufacture and, and invented back in 1973. And now many companies use that same technology. So the nature of the technology of a capacitive sensor, uh, which is the de facto standard nowadays, is a polymer between an upper and lower electrode. And that upper electrode is, is porous and water vapor passes through it. The polymer absorbs the moisture. And by measuring capacitance change between the upper and lower electrode, you can come up with the amount of relative humidity in the air. And this sensor always wants to reach equilibrium with the air that's surrounding it. So the more humid the air, the more moisture will be absorbed into the polymer. As the air is drier, that water vapor will leave the polymer and go back into the air. So it's a sensor that will uh, react to whatever conditions it's in and respond very quickly. And uh, it's a way that you can now take a sensing technology and put it into industrial processes. Uh, before this type of technology was invented, uh, you were really limited to measuring uh, ambient conditions using uh, older technologies, things like things like harmonies that you might be able to swing around in a space and come up with the humidity in the air, but not being able to put into process and not being able to control the conditions uh, of some of the manufacturing uh, uh, manufacturing processes uh, that we've talked about, things like drying of wood or drying of powders, whether it's in pharmaceutical or a variety of other products that may be dried in the food industry, uh, any place that generally moisture has an impact on the product, uh, you wanna be able to measure it, control it, optimize your process from an energy point of view as well as from a quality point of view. And just to clarify, when you say we invented it, you're talking about Visola invented this technology. Uh, that's correct. Uh, not myself and you, Bruce, but um, <laughs> Vaisala right. headquartered up back in Helsinki, Finland. So in, uh, that's correct. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. Let me know if we want to, what we want to <laughs> redo. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're all right. I'm counting on your editing skills. Don't worry. It'll be edited. Sometimes we leave this stuff in though. It's kind of fun. All right. <laughs> okay. So what, it, we've agreed that humidity measurement is important for reliability and product quality. And it's probably more than just sticking a sensor into a space. So what other environmental factors should somebody who is concerned about their product quality, what other type of environmental factors should be they, they be aware of that affect relative humidity? The term relative, is, as we mentioned, is uh, comparison to how much moisture is in the air compared to how much it can hold at a specific temperature, which now we'll start to get a little bit more detailed on it. So relative humidity is affected by temperature. In fact, the three things that affect relative humidity most is temperature, followed by temperature, followed by temperature. So the point trying to make is that the, the relative humidity measurement is very temperature dependent. So in addition to looking at and monitoring the hu relative humidity of a process, it's critical that we also know the temperature going on at that same time. Uh, so there are ways we can affect the relative humidity by either adding or subtracting moisture, but we can also affect the relative humidity by either increasing or decreasing the temperature of that process. And what's a rule of thumb we can share with folks on that, uh, the temperature effect on relative humidity? Yeah. So in general, the, the relative humidity, if we were measuring it, if the temperature 
is uh, increased, the relative humidity will decrease and vice versa. As the temperature were to decrease, the relative humidity would increase. And that's example, we talked earlier about the static electricity and I live in Colorado and where it's generally dry to begin with in, in the winter. So when you take that cool air and you heat it up for your house, the relative humidity gets very, very low and it's a very dry environment and static electricity is abundant in that I can attest to that. <laughs> okay, Steve, go ahead. <laughs> now, I mean, again, in a residential application, that's why somebody might add a humidifier into their living space to add moisture back in, uh, in those dry winter months. And the converse, exactly. in the hot summer months with a lot of humid air, the air conditioner, in addition to cooling the air, is going to be removing uh, humidity to make it a more comfortable place to be. And that's for human comfort. But majority of the applications that we tend to get involved with are not so much human comfort, but more about the product, uh, again, quality and storage. And that could be uh, ranging from things like art museums, where it's critical that that piece of art whether uh, depending on how it's manufactured or how it was made and what it's painted on, that the conditions that it's kept in from a humidity and temperature point of view are very stable. Uh, the more stable the process and keeping these in conditions that uh, the industry has, uh, has, has observed that is the best conditions to keep artwork in, uh, the better it would be long-term for the preservation of these types of uh, precious and priceless uh, pieces of art. That's great. Thanks for those great applications and sharing that knowledge about humidity. Steve, I hope we can see you on our next episode. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always nice to talk about uh, the, these types of applications. And as you mentioned, there are quite a few more that we could touch on later. Uh, thanks. Thank you, folks, for listening to our pilot episode of Humidity Matters, where we aim to help you make a better measurement. Stay tuned for episode two, and where we will discuss the parameter dew point and dew point applications and what the critical environment is around dew point.